everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Listen to everyone, but remember the few. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Ah, uh, great, dude, because I've got my Nutribullet. Still drinking yeah. that, uh... Still, I got a few sips left. Uh, tasty, dude, that's delicious. Been ar- well, I mean, we kind of started a little earlier today, but that's been around for a couple hours now. Ah, dude, it's been around for like an hour. Not to do five questions. And There's I yogurt had, in there, right? It's just like I, a- I had to pet my cat. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's just yogurt in there. It's not like yogurt goes bad like instantly when it leaves the fridge. Yogurt is bad, right? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think isn't that kind of what it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's that bacteria. Yeah, you know, that's those, good for those your live cultures. Exactly. All up in your gut. All up in your yeah. Yeah, you got you got a bowler now. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Ugh. Too soon. Too yeah, soon. Yeah, right. I am drinking one village coffee, but I have a smart blend in my Vanguard mug. The contents of this mug are extremely cost effective. Laura loves that mug. Ah, uh, this mug's great. I swear it's great. This one in the Fidelity water bottle, I I post it on Facebook. They're like, oh, you're in the back pocket of Fidelity now. Dude, dude it's funny because like literally Laura uses the Fidelity one when she goes to the gym and yeah. during, like in the house. And then when we do our morning walk, she uses the Vanguard one for coffee. Yeah, I, like, it's great. I, yeah. Right now, I, hey, free. If it's free, it's for me. And um, this is a really good mug. Keeps the coffee warm. And it's a One Village Smart Blend coffee, which um, I, I, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have a great palate. Like I can't, like I can't drink something or or eat something and go like, hmm. There's hints of uh, turmeric in here. Yeah, mm, has a black currant <laughs> taste or an earthy quality to it. But somebody had told me, uh, kind of has a blueberry flavor, and now I taste this bl- blueberries in it. It's pretty good, dude. So so just to continue deeper down down the drink. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, rabbit hole. I was reading this thing yesterday, and uh, I thought it was really interesting because it's like why introverts should never drink coffee. And and I okay. I kind of consider myself like an introverted extrovert, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do with the show. It's easy, it's just me and you. But I'm not like a cra- a big crowd person. And uh, it turns out that it's you're not an introvert or an extrovert because of your personality, and you just are this. It's it's a chemical balance in your body. And if you consider, there's like um, a middle point, right? It's like you know, quote unquote, like perfection. And then extroverts are all the way off to one end of the spectrum. And introverts are all the way to the other. And when extroverts drink coffee, it brings them closer to the middle because extroverts don't sense a lot. Like they don't have a lot of sensory whatever. Hmm. So coffee stimulates them and allows them to sense more. So it brings them more to that end. But introverts are incredibly overstimulated so they don't seek more stimulation like interact, interacting with people and stuff. So when they drink coffee, it, it really blows them far away from the middle and then they're not really able to function well. That is interesting. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 where did I you, found that. Where did you read that? Um, I, you know, I'm gonna dig it out, and I, I will post it on Twitter in the show notes. Yeah, I want to read that. It's in, uh, it's in my uh, pocket. So extroverts should drink coffee because it stimulates them more, mm-hmm. and and they need it. And, and it, they it's need that it. whole thing where it's like, um, in the apartment. Uh, Laura will like completely miss like uh, well she won't be able to find her phone or she, you know yeah. she'll it, she's not as like whereas I I know like where every fucking piece of dust is or like just weird I'm more in tune to the details like that but hmm. coffee doesn't you know and speaking of which <laughs> mm. and I think that's enough we can, we can now end the episode huh? <laughs> that's all right yep <laughs> it's been uh, well it's been four minutes anyway. 
Uh, good, good information. That, that's that's good. I, I, you have to, you do have to send me that link. I will. Um, so today's catchphrase is "Listen to everyone, but remember the few," and that was sent in by our friend uh, Daniel Murrell. His Twitter handle is at the Duke Daniel, and you can send those into our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters Man. And you can send them in via Facebook if you want, if you don't have Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash Listen Money Matters. Uh, listen to everyone, but remember the few. So listen to us, and also remember us. <laughs> we're, even, we're few. We're even, few. We're, there's two of us. Yes. Remember the few. The few of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So today's five questions. Yay. Getting a lot of feedback on how great five questions episodes are. And that's wonderful because I and you love doing them. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Like the questions we get are just I'm reading through them and I'm like, wow. Like I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like as as a thing to talk about. And somebody had mentioned that um we have a lot of Andrews asking questions. <laughs> and I said, uh it's I actually Andrew curates them. <laughs> yeah. Well I didn't understand yeah, a little biased. I didn't understand what he meant. And I was like, oh yeah, because yeah, Andrew does ask a lot of questions. But uh no, we are we we just go through in order, right? Whatever whatever comes in, comes in. There is Andrew M who asks a lot of questions. Right, that's what we're talking and, about. But yeah. but he's not always the Andrew. He he is probably at least half of the Andrews that ask, but there are other Andrews. There's, there's Andrews out there. My mother's Andrews, ma- Andrews my, very popular in personal finance. My mother's maiden name is Andrew, so I have a little Andrew cool. in me. Andrew or Andrews? Andrew, one, not like Julie Andrews, but like Andrew. Like my mom had, like my mom grew up with two first names, so so one of the names was a boy's name. But so we have some like really weird shit with names between us. Yeah, we both have the same middle name, but spelled differently. All right, let's get to the five questions. Are you ready? Mm. Okay. Yes, always. <laughs> always and forever. No Skype problems. Cross Yay! your fingers. Yeah, yeah, you missed some really good stuff about <laughs> Matt's mom's maiden name. Sorry. Maybe it will be in there. Who knows? Maybe, I don't maybe know. it'll come up before episode 500. I don't, I don't know how much we've recorded. I don't know how much got recorded, but we'll see. Uh, and, <laughs> and the only people that will know is you. Uh, first one is from Kevin. What do you guys know about life insurance? What you know about life insurance? Through employers? Well, what you know about life insurance? Through employers, pick it up on your own, term or whole life? Those are the questions. <laughs> I can tell you, uh, I know, like, just looking at this, um, term is a way to go over whole mm-hmm. life. So we had an episode we did. Uh, where we had an insurance dude on, and he basically said that uh, the, a lot of the ones besides term are not that appealing and kind of are meant to just take more of your money. Mm. So you do like 10 years or whatever the thing is, just do term. Yeah. And that's um, episode 140 with uh, Lear and Hirschkorn. Mm. I, I will say that I do have life insurance. I think that if you have someone depending on you, like, you know, I have, Who I have depends on you? <laughs> uh, uh, the listeners and you. <laughs> no, no, no. Just Laura. So um, I got one, but I'm like, I'm not just going to, like, die. Like, I'm going to die in a fiery ball of flames. That's how you plan on going? Yeah, dude. It's going to be awesome. Like, it's literally going to be like a a fireworks mishap or something. Right. I'm going to be miles away from the launching. But so I got uh, accidental death and dismemberment. Okay. So Laura can collect, but I have to be dismembered. Do you get that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you have no choice but to be dismembered. That's right. So, okay. so if I die from like choking, they have to like push me into the street. No, so I get, yeah, like, exactly. Know. Laura's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, shit, he's dead. I'm not gonna be able to collect life insurance. 
Oh, that bowl of soup really. Uh, okay. Um, Abby, get me the saw. <laughs> we got to dismember this guy. All in the name of life insurance. Okay. So do you get that through your employer or do you do that on your own? Uh, I get it through my employer. And I think it's like you could get it on your own, but it's subsidized through the employer. And I'll tell you, uh, iHeart really does not provide many benefit things. Stuff. Yeah. Really? And what so- they do provide is. Absolutely minimal. So. I don't know, man. You got health or life insurance, health insurance, and a four hundred one k, right? Um, yes, yeah, so they match four hundred one k twenty five percent. Sounds like a, it's more than I ever got with my last employer. I got no four hundred one k, no health and in- oh, I did get health insurance and uh, no life insurance that I knew about. Well, the life insurance it'll cover uh, one times my salary, and then that'll that'll get Laura not that far. So I did I upgraded it to multiple times, and I have to pay for that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what do you know about life insurance? Do you, should you get it through your employer or do you pick it up on your own? Uh, I say, I you think, go, yeah, go through your employer if it's subsidized. Yes. Yeah. Why not? And if you, and if you have somebody to depend on you and your employer doesn't offer it, get term life insurance, uh, privately and you can check out, uh, Liren's website. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to, I think it's, um, I'm just going to pull it up real quick here. I, I'm pretty sure it's bestlifequote.com. And I am correct. Bestlifequote.com. Dude, you're good. You yeah. remember things. I don't remember them. I look them up on our website <laughs> as we talk. <laughs> I think that was your joke. All right. So uh, thank you, Kevin, for that question. Hopefully that helps. And then we're going to move on to Dorian's question. Oh, I knew a Dorian. I used to work with a Dorian at my last job. Yeah? Yeah. And then uh, I always just, it was an easy name to remember because I was a huge, still am a huge fan of Scrubs. And uh, the main character I just is think like DeLorean. No, or Dorian Gray. Like, let's travel to the future, Dorian. I mean, DeLorean. Yeah, I asked if he was named after uh, an Oscar Wilde book, but apparently not. Anyway, are you named after Oscar Wilde's book? I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out. Email us back. All right, so Dorian writes, uh, I have a budgeting slash accounting question. Uh-oh. When I book expenses like travel or entertainment in advance, should I count that spending as occurring when I actually do the thing or just when the money is actually spent or when I book it? On one hand, accounting for spending when the event actually happens seems to be more accurate seems to more accurately reflect the source of the spending, but it makes the accounting for money flow more messy. So, um I am not an accountant and I think that I am Thankful that I'm not an accountant or an actuary okay. because I, I hate pencils and erasers and grid paper. Well, I don't think they do that anymore. But. <laughs> no, but uh, I think the way that I do it is when you know we're going to FinCon and I have to book my airfare and I book my airfare a month before. Yes. Uh, that's when it shows up in Mint. And yep. that's the budget it goes against. So you know what? Even though like I'll be in FinCon you know, in the following month, I spent that money this month. So- I want to balance my books every month, so I have to spend less now. And I think if you just take the expenses immediately, uh, it may force you to spend. I mean, force you to save, like you know, yeah. in the long haul. So, if I'm understanding the question correctly, what he's saying is, um, like, don't count it against this month's budget for the airplane expense. Count it against the month when you go, when, when I actually fly. And then I'd say, like, just one more, like it. it overcomplicates it dramatically with like mint or, or I'm sure quicken can do it, but right. Interesting. Okay. 
So yeah, you're you're more of like when the money's spent, that's the month it was spent in, that's the budget. Mm. Kiss. Keep, Keep it simple, simple stupid. stupid. Yeah. Or uh the band. Or or smooch. That's just, not a thing. Just another type of kiss. Smooches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my jokes are so on mm. today. All right. So uh yeah, that's 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 the answer, Dorian. So I hope that helps. Moving on to Cody's question, number three. Mm. I keep hearing it is best to buy low in the stock market. I see that everything is down right now. I'm not a major investor. I have a Roth IRA and a Betterment and a savings account in Betterment, in quotes, because uh, that's what we call it, right? Mm. Uh, it is still like I'm buying low price stock if I keep transferring money in those accounts. Are you guys still adding to your Betterment account while the stocks are down? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I wish I had some like extra capital to throw in right now because shit is low. Uh, one of my biggest success stories was like the Tesla fires and everyone's yeah. flipping out and running for the hills. And that's and then if you read anything about Warren Buffett, the man buys fear. That's his whole model. Mm-hmm. And if you just get in when everyone's running, uh, Things are never as bad as they seem. As an investor, you kind of have to have the uh, like almost an, an, an complete opposite mindset of contrarian. Of, yeah, a con- yeah, yeah. So you have so people are like the stock market's down, everything's crashing. Everyone's like throwing their money out. They you know grabbing their taking the cash grab, getting out. Like oh my god, I'll wait till it goes. You know everything's good. No, this is the time to start pumping money in dude i got it so so imagine a scene like you're in the city and everyone's like running down the street ah like oh my god godzilla yeah godzilla and and then like you're like the terminator and you're the only one walking against the crowd towards godzilla you're like i'll be back you are mixing two different movies together but okay (laughs) i don't know those are the only references no but you know you're terminator versus godzilla i i'd see that you uh, dude terminator would win he travels through time and shit. Like. Nah, T-1000, though. You need that that guy. Nah, dude, like uh, lava. That, that didn't work out well for him. Still, God. though. God, dude, know your Arnold Schwarzenegger moves, movies. Seriously. No, but you just want to be the dude bucking the trend. Everyone's running one direction. You want to look like the badass who's walking into the ball of flames. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you're so dumb. And then five years later, like, oh, my God, you got so lucky. I can't believe you bought it then. Anyone could. No, I was the one with balls. And so, I was uh, the one with balls. So, bleh. So, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give him, a, give him the old raspberry. That's right. Uh, all right. Give him old wet willy. Okay. <laughs> what? Man, that Nutribullet is doing something yeah, to you. Yeah, dude. It's it's the mix of berries is just right to your head. It's divine. Mm, speaking of raspberries, right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I do like the imagery of like something exploding. Like I just, you know what my brain went to Independence Day, which is like I love that movie, mm. and and like the you see the the White House and the beam coming down from the spaceship and just blowing up the White House. <laughs> I, I just want to be the guy walking towards that. Like, oh, what's going on here? Ooh, I like fires. <laughs> Hold um, on, let me grab my marshmallows. So you're like you're walking towards the White House. Like I'm a plumber. I yeah. can help. I got this. <laughs> yeah so that's uh so cody thank you for your question and yeah i'll tell you what uh i'm looking at you know i'm gonna actually look at my betterment right now even though we say not to uh because it is a little depressing when you look at it you know 
I, I gotta so, admit. Uh, th- things are definitely down. Last I looked at mine, it was like 0.03% up. Lucky you. Yeah, well, I was up like 14-something percent before. You've been in it longer, though. So you see, I'm I, down, have, I'm, mm-hmm. I have a negative 2.8 return. So I've lost, lost, in quotes, I haven't lost jack shit. But my, uh, I've earned negative $339.78. See, here, here, this is what, this is, here's the thing. Like, I, I'm super busy. Like, I have tons of I'm, shit. I'm a wealthy businessman. I don't have time for this. I'm a wealthy business. You know, I'm, I'm super busy. There's things I want to do, spend time with Laura, LMM. Yeah. I get paid from whatever. You have shit to do. Like, everyone's busy. Who has time to bellyache over this stuff? Oh, pe- just, oh people do. Yeah, I mean, just, like, leave it there. Whatever. You, you put it in there. It's there. It's tough. When, you, when you're first get, I have to admit, when you're first getting started, like, and, you know, w- what's the thing? Like, like good investors just try not, you know, their, their goal is to not lose money. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, they're not trying to make money. Good investors, their mindset is like, I need to not lose money. And it's never really about making, like, a cash grab or, you know, quick wins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, it's tough. It's tough during this time when you see, you know, negative numbers and... Well, that's it's fine. And, and look, a couple months ago, we were, you know, screaming about Betterman, how great it was. And again, we mentioned Betterman on our five questions episode. But, you know, we're talking we're like, oh, our returns are like four percent, you know, ridiculously high. And and everyone's like, Betterman, Betterman, we get all these signups. It's great. Um, You know, technically now's the time. Right. So even though then everyone's like, oh, man, better they're doing so well in Betterman. I'm going to sign up. Well, no, actually, when we say we're doing bad in Betterment or in any investments in Vanguard, whatever we, whatever investments we're in, that's the time you should sign up. Mm. So go to listenmoneymatters.com slash Betterment <laughs> and sign up today. No, but seriously. Shameless like, plug. I, I want to say that uh, it is not bad. And it's not like before was a bad time to put in because when you fast forward five years or three years or whatever – uh, like you're like weathering the the twenty percent you know correction is gonna be nothing. Yeah, you know, it's not a thing. So, uh, thank you, Cody, for your question. We're gonna move on to James. James' question number four is: It seems to me that the most investment advice is geared for saving money and a little bit of time in order to build a big pile at the end. This is good advice for most people with regular jobs. But what about when you get a windfall? For example, in my case, my yearly salary is embarrassingly low, and I am generally in the lowest tax bracket there is. This year, however, I won a big case. And if I were just to take the check out of the company, hold on. And if I were to just take a check out of the company for the whole amount, it would put me in the highest tax bracket. I don't expect it to happen again anytime soon. So what I would like to do is the smartest thing I can with it before I spend it all on video games and Chinese flashlights. <laughs> I don't know what a Chinese flashlight is, but it sounds to me like it's probably a flashlight. I was just, <laughs> oh man, you were too, I was like, I think he swapped an A and an E. <laughs> man, flashlights make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> I know, they're pretty ridiculous. So... And if you want to get your own, no, okay. You no, know, yeah. all right. So this is an interesting question. So what he's saying is, right now he's got a low taxable income because his his salary is embarrassingly low. But he he's got he's got a big windfall. He's got a big amount of money coming in, and if he takes that money and just puts it into his account and uses it normally, he's going to go into a higher tax bracket and therefore pay more in taxes. Now, there's a couple of things I think he can do here, but I want to hear what you think because it's probably along the same lines. So, um. 
one, I'm going to go and I'm going to say that uh, lump sum that shit with uh, like a however. Um, so it sounds like it's his own company because he could just withdraw the check. Yeah. So, dude, you can do a solo 401k if you have mm-hmm. a small business and that will reduce your taxable income and help you drop your tax bracket, max that shit out. Yeah. There's also Roth IRAs you could throw into, you know, so it's like invested. You can get multiple Roth IRAs. Yeah. Um, And also as a small business owner, you could defer something like forty to $50,000 as like a special uh, perk because you're like a small business person. So I I would definitely put it all in the market. Now's a great time because it's low. Yeah. Just try and strategically do it so you can cut down on your taxes. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was going to go is, look, a lot of people say that, you know, they take their – if they get a promotion or some sort of, like, gift or something, that's unexpected money, and you were were okay living off your normal salary. And and this is – this especially promotions. Like, I really like this idea of, like, if you work at a job, you make your normal amount, and all of a sudden you get a promotion. And you're like, great, I now make more money. Now, you could – Go and spend that money and just live a more lavish lifestyle. But the smarter thing to do would be to take that money and invest it because it's money that you would have norm- wouldn't have normally got. And the more promotions you get, the more money you can store away, and the faster you will be towards retirement, right? Mm. And if he's worried about the t- tax bracket, yes, throw it into tax advantage accounts like a Roth IRA or a 401k or an HSA if you if you if you have one. Um, mm. you know, with a 401k, there you it, go. HSA as well. That, yeah. That's well, HSA, what? Three, one. Yeah. HSA is like around three grand. I'm um, being general here. Uh, with a Roth IRA, you can put in five grand and with a 401k, if you can get a solo 401k for your small business, uh, what is that? Like 14, 15? Mm, yeah. About that. Uh, well, and I don't that, know the exact uh, amount. And, uh, it always changes, but, um, uh, yeah. And then you, you could probably stash everything away and you're still in the same tax bracket, but yet that money will benefit you later in life mm. and you can even use it if it's a Roth IRA you can take it out for like a home or some sort of experience. the one thing with like Roth IRAs and 401ks is you get a certain amount that you could do this year yeah um that'll reduce your taxable income and if you don't do it this year you will never get to do that amount again right I'm, you could always do it next year and it'll be the same amount but the whatever you could have done this year is gone the boat the ship has sailed so it's kind of uh, maximizing your, your benefits over time. So, yeah, yeah speaking of which, uh, this is the year that I'm going to be, be paying the most in taxes. I will definitely be entering a new tax bracket, which is a good problem to have, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do not have a Roth IRA. I do not have an HSA. And I do not have a 401k. Uh, so I have no tax advantage accounts that I'm putting any of my money in. I believe you at least have to have health insurance to get an HSA. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, as of November 15th, when open enrollment starts again for the Affordable Care Act, I will be signing up for that. I will be getting a very high deductible account with an HSA, and I will be stashing $3,000 into that just to lower my taxable income. I'm also Mm. thinking about getting a Roth IRA and moving some Betterment money over into uh, a Betterment Roth IRA so that Mm. I can at least, you know, get myself into a tax advantaged account. Yeah, dude. Lower my taxable income a little bit. And, well, that uh, the Roth won't do that for you, but you'll save taxes on the gains over yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's it. Thank you, James, for that question. And we're moving on to last question, number five, from Caleb. My wife and I are 25 and 24 years old, respectively, and I was wondering what your advice is in regards to buying a home. 
Is there a right time for a young couple to make a home purchase? I'm struggling with how much to allocate towards retirement savings or house savings. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, I'm not done yet. I ain't finished. I know, you're, okay. You're, you're humming yourself and I am interrupting humming. yourself. Yep. All right, Part of me wants to keep renting and max out all of our tax advantage retirement accounts first while doing fun things like traveling. However, part of me also thinks we would be better off to save towards buying a home first so that we can pay it off earlier and take advantage of the real estate appreciation and low interest rates. Do you have an opinion on whether it's better to max out all your tax advantage accounts first and then buy a home or is it better to do this or is it better to do a bit of both and get into a house earlier? Wow, this is a fucking awesome question. Yeah, dude. I don't so, even know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have quite a lot of uh, opinions uh, on this one. Okay, let's hear it. So when I moved to – when I got my own place in Hoboken, uh, the rent was seventeen fifty. It was an amazing baller place, and I was doing very You're well. For renting. For renting. Okay, yeah. For renting, it was seventeen fifty. It was below uh, – my take home portion, it was 30% or less of that. So it was like right in the sweet spot. It was great. Whatever. Lord. You, moved. Okay. But you live with people, right? I lived with people when I first oh. moved out of, you know. But uh, I eventually, like after two or so years, I got my own place. Mm -hmm. you know, Laura moved in there. It was it was a 396 square foot, foot place. It was tiny, whatever. But, you know, we made it work. Blah, blah, blah. When we went to get buy a place... I didn't want to just buy a place because it's an investment. Well, I, I like my money in the market. My money does great in the market. I don't feel like it would do better in a home. What I wanted it to be was like a win-win all around for me. And part of that win-win all around was that my home should be bigger. My, I mean, where you know where I'm living should be bigger, better, and I should pay less than I do now in rent. And when I looked at the numbers, the way that that worked out for me meant that I had to save up for a 20% down payment, which is excellent because it really reduces the amount of interest I paid. And what happened is that I got this place. I went from a 390 foot, uh, 396 square foot place to an over 700 square foot place. I own it. It's awesome. And the, the, Cost went from seventeen fifty to fourteen fifty, mm -hmm. and I think that there's no reason why. And I traveled all in through that, and I just packed away, and I waited, and I waited, and I pulled the trigger when it made the most sense for me. So I would say, dude, save, go travel, have fun, and wait for that moment. You're so young, like there's no urgent rush to get a home. People feel like it's like on the checklist of things to do to be a successful human, and it's not. And if anything, uh, you, the whole joys of home ownership is said with sarcasm because it's kind of shitty. <sighs> so, um, yeah, just dude, just wait until the time is right. Don't don't rush it, man. If you, if you want to know what happens when you rush it, listen to what Matt has to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that segue master. That was uh, well said. I, I as well said. In fact, I bought a house when I was twenty-five. So I bought my house earlier than you bought your house. Mm -hmm. Um, I yes, that was one of the things that you do 
because you want to be a successful human. And I did not look at it as an investment property. That's something I was, this is during a time where I didn't understand either. You know, this is right, right. way before this, this whole podcast thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, you need to own property. It's an investment. Okay. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> it has not been an investment for the last six years. Mm. It has been a fucking burden. Now, granted, uh, you know, the joys of home ownership, that whole thing. There are some joys to it, I'll admit. Like, the fact that I had a home, and I owned it, and then when, you know, at 25, and then when people said, oh, this is a nice place. Wait, you own this? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, you must have put 0% down. <laughs> and I uh, got laid because of it. Not really. But. Because I can't imagine. I oh, Jesus. Hmm. Skype. Stupid Skype. Why are we having such issues today? Anyway, so uh, yeah, it was that the joy of homeownership for me was the idea that, yeah, I own a house and that's cool to some people. Uh, the other thing was that I owned a brand new house. Like I watched my house be built. So, and I had a five year warranty on like everything. So I didn't have those, you know, you, you say joys of homeownership in quotes because you're thinking like, oh, the heater breaks, you got to redo your kitchen, the fucking garbage disposal breaks, you know, I didn't have any of those problems. Like I didn't have to do any of that stuff. So for me, it was awesome because I had a brand new home and it was under warranty. And, you know, I have a association that was like making sure that I was happy because of word of mouth. Mm. Um, that has all gone away, but I, I will say that that's a, a good a approach. I mean, I guess you don't have to worry about the stuff, but um, what Laura and I are, are have been tentatively looking for a next place, and you know, to to push the needle forward, uh, we look for places that are like beaters, mm. places that. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Huh. No, no, no. I, it, it's funny you say that because uh, I was at my parents' house on Saturday night. Cause mm -hmm. I know how to party. <laughs> Cause so we were over there. It was just me and my parents, and we were watching. My mom loves HGTV, right? Mm -hmm. We're watching a show called Property Brothers. And if anyone out there has ever seen the show, it's two very attractive brothers who uh, go around. One of them is a real estate agent. One of them is a like a rehab guy, right? Mm -hmm. So what they do is they you know they talk they talk to a couple every episode, and then the, in the beginning of the episode they go okay. What are you looking for in your home? What's your budget? So they're like, oh, you know, we're looking for this basement, and we want this awesome kitchen, and we want this, and we want that, and our budget's $450,000. And they're like, okay, cool. So the first place they take them to is this super nice place. And you're like, holy crap. Like, this place is everything they're looking for. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, here's everything. And, the, and the, the couples are all like, yeah, this is great. Like, oh, my God, look at the basement. Look at the kitchen. There's so much sex <laughs> space. And then uh, the, the brother's like, okay. This house is about $500,000 over your budget. <laughs> they're like, uh, okay. And they're like, let's go look at a couple of beaters. <laughs> and we're going to try to make your dream home with less, right? Mm. So, and it's an interesting concept. Like, I, I actually like the idea that they, like, kind of, like, show them, like, oh, what here's. They, what they want and yeah. how they so can afford it. <laughs> right. And it's like, here's everything. It's just your perfect home. Psych. You know, and then they go, they take them to like these two other houses and then, you know, uh, and they're, they're okay. You know, they're under budget, um, but they're not, they don't have everything they want. And then they say, okay, well, you know, these two houses are 
under your budget, but which one are you going to pick? And they pick one of them. And then the other brother goes in and it's like, okay, we now have X amount of dollars left in your budget. We are going to like refurbish this home and put the stuff in that you guys want. And we're going to make this your dream home. Right? So it turns out like they can take a, a less than perfect home and with a couple of, you know, extra thousand dollars here and there from their budget, they can really make like a, an, an unperfect home, a perfect home. Imperfect, unperfect. So what am I, an uh, idiot? Dude, and and it's that, and then also you get to make the house in Yours. your image. Yeah, it's it's, it's a not. Pain, look, it's a pain in the ass, though. You know that. Yeah, dude. Like my kitchen. Oh, so I'll tell you what. So it was a royal pain in the ass dealing with a contractor, finding a contractor that's not like a loser, at least in my area, and like making it happen. Um, the you know, I I fixed my windows, did the kitchen, a few other things. Uh, it cost me roughly eighteen thousand dollars to do my apartment. Damn! Uh, I bought the apartment for three hundred twenty-one thousand. Damn! Um, about two years That's ago insane. now. <laughs> do you so, know how big my house would be in New South Jersey if I had that much money? <laughs> yeah, but but dude, so uh, oh, I would be living in a Mick mansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for I'd example, have four kitchens. Mortgage, dude, my mortgage is fourteen fifty. People yeah. rent in my building with dumpy places for twenty three, like twenty one to twenty three hundred. Yeah. So it's like it's just what people pay. But but anyway, so three twenty one was what I got it for. I put eighteen in, and I'm getting a, ho- a HELOC, a, a homeowner's line of credit, mm-hmm. set up on my place, and they have to appraise your house. The dude came, checked Home it out, he appraised it. By the way. Uh, and he said the place is worth three hundred and seventy-five thousand. Wow. So obviously it's not worth that till I sell. But mm-hmm. I put eighteen thousand in, and uh, you know if you take three seventy-five minus three twenty-one, you know it's it's a lot more than that. Cool. So just taking a beater and putting stuff in there, whatever the cost will multiple fold add value to the home. And hey, and that's just an idea, Caleb. And you're 25, 24 years old respectively. It's early. You got plenty of time. Make sure you find a good contractor. Make sure, if you do that, as I learned from watching Property Brothers, go watch Property Brothers if you're interested. It's on HGTV. <laughs> it was not bad. Like, I usually don't like shows like that, but it wasn't terrible. But, uh, you know, they, they did this one. This, this These two doctors had a house, and the uh, they went and, like, were putting in this new floor, and they ripped out the wall, and there was mold everywhere. And they're like, well, that's an extra $7,000 oh, of, like, mold removal. And it's like, mm. unexpected expense. So just keep that in mind. Uh, so for today, I I would like to thank Kevin, Dorian, Cody, James, and Caleb for your questions today. Thank you so much. Uh, what's that? What do you got? Well, uh, I was going to say, uh, are, are we promoting yet? Are, are we? Uh... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, I, I've been playing with uh, the toolbox. Yeah. We, no, uh, we're not promoting yet. That's not uh, how this. So, that's not how I work. All I mean, right. we've been doing the show for I don't know a year now, mm. and you know the order of things. Ah, uh, yeah, but I don't really listen to you. Well, you should, because I'm. What I say is important. <laughs> all right, all right, go, go, go. So, if you guys have questions about, you know, that you want us to, us to read on five questions, or you just want to answer the answer them through the email or whatever, send an email to listenmoneymatters at gmail dot com, and we will get back to you for show. Uh, and uh, if you like the show, please subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, your whatever podcast app you listen to. Hit the subscribe button, and you will get an episode every single day. You don't have to listen to every single episode if you're not interested in it, but at least you'll get it downloaded and you'll, you know, I, I actually would, would encourage you to listen to episodes that you might not be interested in. And I know this because 
Sometimes I'll listen to, you know, WTF with Mark Marin, and there'll be a person who I don't know. Like, I don't know the person, and I'm like, oh, why am I going to listen to an interview with somebody I don't know? And every time I end up listening to that interview, it's way fascinating. Like, mm. it always It's like they up- have to try harder. He has to try harder to yeah. make it better because yeah. it's like not a yeah. it's not a well-known person. So mm. it, uh, they end up being super interesting, and you always learn something. So I think, you know, even if you're not, you know, you don't ever plan on getting term life insurance or, you know, you don't ever plan on, you know, getting an HSA or whatever the case may be, those episodes are incredibly important to listen to. It because may come up. Your next job may have a high deductible health saving or, or not only, Yeah, not only that, you may – exactly that. And you may want to look smart in front of your friends and be like, oh, I'm going to help you with your money, and you become this, like – the money guy. It's fun. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so subscribe to the podcast, and if you really, really like the podcast, and we really hope that you do, you should leave a review. And I'm going to read a review from Joe Dang, and it is a fun, candid yet informative podcast. Five stars. Love these guys. A very candid podcast. A fresh take on personal finance. I enjoy Matt and Andrew's debates. They each provide good perspectives on each issue, which makes it fun or makes it feel unpreachy. Uh, it's more than advice. It's like having a normal conversation with your buddies who happen to know more about personal finance than you do. And the drink choices, on point. So thank yeah, you so much, yeah. Joe Dang, for that review. And now it's the time we promote. Well, I was going to say, when he says drink choices, do you think he was talking about Matt's water or Andrew's craft beer? Yeah. No, I think they were talking about Andrew's Nutribullet. Yeah, that's also pretty good. But um, people... <clears throat> We, first of all, we have like the the greatest fans ever. You guys with your emails and tweets and the gratitude you send, it's amazing. And one thing that kind of surprised me, I didn't I didn't ex- think that it would be a thing, is people were like, "How can we send you money? We <laughs> want to send you money." And uh, and like that, just just that offering to say that is amazing. Um, we're going to say that we don't want your money. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're going to put a donate button. You can donate whatever <laughs> amount you want. No, no. See, I, ho- I already hooked up to my checking account. We, we, it's already we, done. We, we, we went down this road. <laughs> Go to listenmoneymatters.com slash donate to Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, 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 we uh, I don't know, maybe 100 episodes ago or, or however many ago, we decided that we were going to try this Robin Hood strategy. Mm-hmm. Where we're not going to take any money from you, and we're going to try and take money from the big companies that have a lot of money and that provide you with awesomeness for free, uh, more and more and more and better and better and better. Yeah, the so, key the keyword being try. Try. We're going to yeah. try to do that. And and I think we said we we're going to start trying in like a week or two. <laughs> but but anyways, so um, I created a a part in the financial toolbox. Listenmoreymatters.com slash toolbox. The very top, and it says, if you really love us, if you really love us, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. That's a huge help. But uh, you probably buy shit from Amazon. And it just so turns out, like, we've we've, uh, stumbled into Amazon arbitrage, where if you're going to buy your snowboard on Amazon and it costs, I don't know, $100 or whatever, um, you could also click a link on our toolbox and buy that same snowboard for the same price. However, Amazon will give us a little kick for uh, referring you. And we're going to try and see if we can fund the podcast through your sheer kindness of buying stuff through our link. And Well, uh, and if you need a shortcut for that, 
You can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash Amazon, save that into your toolbar or your, your favorites so that every time you go to Amazon, it'll look like Amazon, but really you're just going to be funneling it through our mm. affiliate link. And I'll say that we already have a super awesome fan, uh, Alice, mm-hmm. who uh, buys supplies. She told me she buys supplies for her office, and she just started buying supplies for her office through this link. That is like beyond generous. Mm-hmm. It costs her nothing, costs her company nothing, but it helps us actually attempt to make a dollar. So um, if you love us, if you really love us, we'd, we'd really appreciate you you doing that. Yeah, we got to keep the lights on here at Listen Money. <laughs> that was the light starting out, by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. Oh, real quick, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, do do we have financial rants? Uh, we don't. No one's ranting for us. Nope. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Robbie pulled through and ranted. Robbie for pulled us. through, but uh, yeah, I only we we published one on Monday. Um, no, we did not get any financial rants, which is fine. I'll I'll give out the number again in case anybody wants to do this. Um, if you don't want to do that, you know. That's fine. We're actually not going to read your name if that's what you're worried about. We just happened to know it was Robbie because he emailed us and said, I was yeah, me. We didn't even say Robbie's last name. <laughs> no. There could be hundreds of Robbies. Yeah. Uh, far low. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, our number is 856-818-3738. And if you want, um, just call the number. You get my voice as a prompt. And it tells you to leave a rant, and you can rant about your debt, or you can rant about like Robbie ranted about Bank of America taking his uh, his money, you know, through the overdraft fee, which or is definitely rant about how tight the elastic is in Hanes underwear and how it's cutting off the circulation uh, to your feet. It's not exactly a is that a problem, Andrew? Are, are, we, well, are we having an issue? There? Are we projecting no, here? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I think people might suffer from it's damn tight elastic. That's why I don't buy it anymore. Uh, okay, so this was a problem at some point. <laughs> so I no, it's it's uh, it's you know, it's it's a financial rant hotline. So I would like to keep it to finances if we could. Yeah, but, but dude, no one wants to get their legs amputated because of fucking. Yeah, I understand, work. but I'm just saying. Uh, and look, we're just trying it out. It's in beta, meaning we're trying it. And uh, if we don't get people, we won't do it anymore. But if mm-hmm. we get people and it seems to be fun and everyone's enjoying themselves, then it's just something fun to do. There's really no it's value. To, <laughs> yeah, make your mark on the show, yeah. and uh, it's it's not that different from the catchphrase, which we started and was slow, and and now we have like a an onslaught. That's true. All right, so that's it, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And of course, we look forward to the next episode. So later. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 